0: Hi everybody. I am sorry for the delay. I know I was supposed to post two episodes last month, but October was really hard for me. Uh, So I am working on editing the episode right now, and I'm not using my normal microphone because I'd have to go upstairs for it, and there's a puppy in my lap. So, (laughs) oh well. I hope you enjoy. Love you lots. Bye. Hello everyone. Today we are playing Stars Without Number. It is a sci-fi tabletop role-playing game that I am completely unfamiliar with and should not have tried to prepare for day of, so this will be a party. Um, my name is Ryan. I use she, her pronouns. Dennis, why don't you introduce yourself, your pronouns, your character's name, and your character's pronouns.
1: Alright, my name is Dennis Ferre. I use he, they pronouns. Today I'll be playing Vex Rattertax. He uses he, him pronouns.
0: So I want to say that you've been living in a colony on Shylin for the last a few months. Honestly, you haven't been there very long and just to confirm is your character a human
1: he is a human yeah i would say he's just a, a normal he's a gruff uh very disheveled looking dark-skinned man he's got like very nice dreadlocks that are intertwined in a fun sci-fi way you can imagine that one oh yeah
0: <laughs> so what what does Threx usually do during the day, seeing as this is a rather new colony on this planet?
1: The specific background I chose was the Vagabond. Vex doesn't really stay around anywhere in one place too long. He's moving from job to job. Uh, he's a big workhorse, you know. He, he feels his purpose when he's getting credits uh, at the end of the day. So every day he's, he's working some odd job, if not working towards the goal of a bigger one.
0: So maybe you got on this colony in the first place because you've kind of become known as a jack of all trades mm-hmm.
1: And there's some there's some good work here on shyland
0: all right perfect uh so you're going about your business maybe today you are tending to crops when you feel slight tremors maybe you brush it off at first but those tremors are getting more and more explicit as time passes and then a siren goes off, and it's not a sound you've heard before. And after a couple minutes of the siren, you hear, "Warning, volcano eruption! Warning, volcano eruption! Warning!" And it's just Warning, on repeat. Volcano eruption. Warning, "Volcano eruption! Warning! Volcano eruption!" And then you Warning, smell smoke. "Volcano okay. eruption! Warning! Volcano eruption!" What is? threx's first reaction to the siren and warning. this warning and smoke
1: i think he he gets alarmed Volcano immediately and he starts looking Volcano around to uh eruption. anyone around warning. the crop share or even Volcano the eruption. the the possible warning. family Volcano that eruption. charged him with this task Volcano uh eruption. to see what's going on see if Volcano they're okay
0: i think they mostly look warning. confused um there is a volcano within sight of the colony that you are at. Um, The company that set up this colony and many of the colonies on this planet kind of did so in a rush. So they definitely knew that the volcanoes were there. That's kind of hard to miss with your AI drone surveillance of a place before you just plop people on it. (laughs) Volcano (laughs) eruption. Warning. But looking Volcano at eruption. these other people, it looks warning. like to Volcano them eruption. they are just as lost for what eruption. you're supposed to do next warning. as you Volcano are, eruption. and they've definitely warning. been here longer Volcano
1: than eruption. you. Hey, um, oh, you—they're like an evacuation Volcano plan. Eruption.
0: Why are we just standing around? The sirens,
1: siren's is going off. I smell warning. smoke. Volcano
0: I think Volcano the eruption. Thraxen Volcano woman Volcano who hired you for the day eruption. Warning. Eruption. looks at you warning. with eruption. a new warning. uh intensity volcano she's always eruption. been an intense woman warning. but this volcano is different and she says volcano you eruption. do we we warning. can't smell volcano things eruption. like you can you smell warning. smoke yeah warning can't smell smoke warning volcano eruption and before she can explain Warning. that Thraxians don't smell eruption. things in the same Warning. way that humans do eruption. there is an explosion Warning. and there is screaming Warning. and there is running yeah that seems to be what everyone's doing there's a lot of taking off in a direction without much um, planning You see people who have just been trying to make the best of things like you have been. You see some people who are supposed to be managing this place. Um, some people from Halcyon Industries, some people from Intergalactic Government, all looking completely surprised as this volcano in the distance, not a far distance, but the distance starts erupting. Um eruption And before you can ask any of them what to do next, a woman with brown skin um, and purple eyes has grabbed onto your uh, sleeve and she's carrying this bundle and she is bleeding from the mouth.
1: Warning, and, and you know, eruption, what's the matter as he like, goes eruption, to essentially get her within her arms, eruption, um, just warning, to like, brace her a little bit, which kind warning, of like puts the bundle into his left arm warning, as he's trying to hold onto her the right eruption, arm to warning, see if she's alright.
0: <laughs> Take them, eruption, warning, keep them warning, safe, volcano please, warning, volcano please. Eruption, and she warning, volcano sways. Eruption, and then she doesn't make any eruption. sound.
1: Uh, Vex kind of just falls volcano with eruption. her, like, still with the, the, grap- the grasp around volcano. the smaller her back eruption. to kind of gently volcano. let her volcano lift body eruption. down on the ground. Um, and as he volcano fully, like, takes it when she's volcano past, volcano volcano and he does the classic closing the volcano. eyes trope. Volcano and then kind of stands up with the the bundle in his arms. I think everything's too hectic for him to want to check it out right now. Um, So he'll, like, continue moving amongst the crowds, trying to find just the the quickest entry or exit point uh, if there's any ship he can find. The
0: few ships there are are rather small, and they are already taking off. But... What is a a tremendous surprise to you, there is a massive ship that you can now see not only entering the atmosphere, but coming down faster and faster and closer to your colony. And it takes you a moment to decipher the writing on the side. Um, It's... In a different language than you are accustomed to, but I think everyone who has ever been able to access Hollow programming has seen this name in commercials. This is the Starview Oasis. It is a luxury cruise ship, and it definitely shouldn't be here. <laughs> but it lands. Um, you're going to have to run to get close to it before the uh, impending flows of lava reach you. Wonderful, wonderful. But it does land, and it opens its doors. So you can try to catch one of these smaller ships that, is, that are closer and are currently leaving, or you can try to book it to this luxury cruise ship. Um, other than that, with the chaos and the lava and the officials not knowing what to do, there aren't a lot of other options.
1: Yeah, so I think Vex is going to go for the Starview Oasis. And I did specifically get a skill with my Vagabond playbook that is Survive, if you want me to press that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
0: a good idea. Um, Remind me if I'm wrong, because I've lost which window my rulebook is in, but this is a d6 system, right? Yeah, it's a 2d6 system. Okay, perfect. Let's roll it. Wonderful. 8. 8. Let's say it's equal. I think you do succeed in this, but it it's hard. Um... Oh, I really was expecting that system to be more like Monster of the Week. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Nope. I got it. We're good. So I need to set a difficulty, and it's 1 through 12, and we'll go from there. Cool. Got it. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you do make it to this ship. Uh, You are one of the last people who manages to make it on this ship. Uh, You've got a mix of people who are clambering on, um the heat is overwhelming it's one of those things where you can see the effect of the heat on the environment you've got that kind of wavy vision thing going on and when I say you're one of the last ones on this ship I mean you are grabbing the door not really the door the ramp is it starting, starting to go up into the ship and other people are pulling you over this ramp so that you can all kind of slide down into the safety of the ship love that And then the ship is lifting off. Uh, There are already sirens going off in the ship as well. Um, And over the intercom, you hear, this is Captain Moga speaking. You are on the Starview Oasis. Thank you for boarding our ship today. I regret to inform you that all of those sirens going off is because we are overheating. Not to worry, I have this under control please find the nearest emergency seat and strap yourselves in.
1: Uh, Vex will thank the people that helped him slip into the door just in time and then look around for the the nearest emergency seating.
0: Some of the emergency seating is already up, but a lot of it is coming up out of the floor. Like, it is just getting uh, activated. Uh, There is definitely a lot of scrambling to get into these seats I think the people who helped you over mm. um, are now rather protective of you because you <laughs> all just got out of the situation together. Yeah. And so they're kind of like squeezing you between them <laughs> and holding on to you. So you're not really in a seat, but you've yeah. kind of got like a <laughs> seatbelt of arms thing going on.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you kindly. Uh, this will work as uh, Vex is really working with the bundle still. Um, and I think this is the first time since making it onto the ship that he's recognized he still has the, the child in his presence or whatever in his presence um, as he's linking arms here. But since he's linked arms, he can't really take full control of it. But this is the first time he kind of looks down at the, the swaddle of fabric.
0: Yeah, I think the fabric is part of just enough for you <laughs> to see this kind of um, mottled blue skin. Um, and a little bit of a tuft of silvery hair uh, you can't see much more than that at the moment the two people who are holding on to you are both Levarian, so they are these scaly lizard-like humanoids but they're instead of having a longer snout that you would normally expect from this people their snouts are kind of squished in gotcha and one of them has kind of grayish green scales and the one of them has like silvery blue scales,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're also like checking on you and checking on each other for injuries. Mm-hmm. I think you have some minor burns, but nothing that just a bit of time won't take care of.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nothing a little time won't, won't fix itself.
0: We're glad we could pull you over.
1: Yeah, it's, a uh, Not every day you start working a job and then a volcano goes off. Uh, but truly, I'm, I'm in your debt for helping me, and, um... He just kind of raises the little bundle a little bit. Doesn't refer to it, but gestures like, Thank you for helping this out as well.
0: I think they're about to acknowledge that you have this bundle when the silvery blue scaled mm-hmm. one looks out one of the windows that you just happened to be next to mm-hmm. and just quietly goes it's definitely not just one volcano and as you look through the window mm-hmm. it is like a ball of lint catching on fire you do watch it become slightly more distant and slightly more distant until you are far enough away that it looks similar to the sun that you've already been relying on to grow the crops on this distant planet, the first planet that anyone settled in this sector, Mm -hmm. and it's gone.
1: It's, uh, It's real unfortunate. I don't know how long you were in that colony, but, You know, it's not a sweet thing to watch it go.
0: A few years. The turbulence not, of not only the moment, but of the mm. sudden liftoff kind of... slackens off and things smooth out. And you hear the captain again. You are now free to leave your emergency seating. We have left that planet's gravitational pull. We are happy to have you aboard. It's a bit of a strange situation. We weren't meant to be in this sector. I think a surprise wormhole pulled us through that should have been caught in our navigation programming. As if she's talking to someone in particular. In any case, I am glad that we were able to rescue you from this sudden incident, and I would like to express my condolences for the loss of your homes and your loved ones. If you are hungry or thirsty, please refer yourself to the nearest map. There are several places that you can go to eat, six of which are buffets, eight of which are menued locations, three of those menu locations having a preset menu. And that's the end of that <laughs> announcement
1: <laughs> It's a Fancy ship they got here Um, as Vexel bid adieu Uh, to the two Leverians Um, begin walking away uh, as he Begins talking to the bundle uh, well Looks like our, um Our moneymaker, the way we we're gonna get Our credits went up in flames, but Uh Hey, we can probably try to grab a bite to eat as now's the time that Vex starts undoing the, the swaddle a little bit to, to look at the creature he's been taking charge of.
0: You have never seen an alien, or I suppose we should really be saying another being as mm-hmm. we're not on Earth right now, yeah. quite like this one. Like I mentioned, they have mottled blue skin. They also have over-large eyes that appear to be black from corner to corner, but when he looks closer at these eyes, there are swirls of purple and blue and pink that are kind of responding to the input that they are receiving. Mm -hmm. They also are approximately the size and shape of a toddler with too many arms. Five arms to be precise.
1: You're a funky little thing, aren't you? <laughs> All right, do you do you eat? Do you do you speak?
0: They blink at you with those very big eyes.
1: All right, too too young to know common yet. That's that's fine. Uh, sure, everything was taxing on you as well. Um, Sorry about your your mom, I guess. Um, Let's get some food in you, huh?
0: So when you find one of these maps, this is a massive ship. Um, In my game notes, I put, think of the Flossed in Paradise. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, So lots of places to eat, plenty of pools, four different nightclubs, lots of stuff going on in this ship. There are other people that are kind of gathering around the map as well, dazed, confused, in shock, kind of par for the course for what's going on right now. Some of the people on this ship are definitely walking around like they know where they're going and look annoyed, to say the least.
1: (laughs) Well just gonna continue on my way vex isn't really a people person he kind of he's kind of on the side of the people that look annoyed i mean he was very nice to the Laverians because they did save his life um but it's just another another job to him another another colony there's a million stars out there like so sad we lost this one but it's on to the yeah. next job for vex
0: and whatever this little creature
1: is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, gonna have to deal with you now too, I guess.
0: Aww. All right. <laughs> so, does he head to one of the buffets, or is he trying to get a little fancier? Since, <laughs> as far as he's aware, this is a free ride today. <laughs>
1: That's true. No, I still think he would go to a buffet. Um, I think mostly because it was a hard day's work as he was cropping. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's big hungry, but also he doesn't know what the little one eats, so he needs a large enough spread uh, to be able to test what they'll be able to eat.
0: Yeah. So you get to the buffet. Um, there are some people who were along the same line of thinking as you. They're hungry. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, they don't know what sector this cruise ship was last at, so they don't really know what kind of food it's going to have. A buffet seems like the best bet. And your new little buddy seems keen to kind of dip his hands in everything. I can, you can't,
1: you can't just put your hands, it's very unsanitary. Uh, <laughs> dude, you gotta stop. <sighs> As, like, Vex is also not, like, the cleanest man. Like, not only just escaping... But at escaping, he's not yeah. full
0: on plunging his yeah. arms into tanks full of tentacles.
1: <laughs> if anything, the little one is cleaner than Vex, but... <laughs>
0: What surprises you is that this little being seems to understand what you're trying to say and stops wholesale sticking limbs in pots and such and just kind of patiently waits for you to get food for both of you. Yeah. Can you You just point at what you want and I'll get you a little bit, all right? All five little arms are pointing at something immediately. <laughs>
1: I got in in five different directions that's wonderful yes. I'll, I'll get you I'll get you what you need man
0: <laughs> he just kind of hangs out he's holding onto your neck so that he doesn't slip but you can kind of like balance him in the crook of your elbow while you're getting all this stuff
1: yeah
0: once you sit down to eat you see a group of three or four people kind of staring at you and this little being. You're not sure exactly which one of you their attention is focused on. (laughs) But now that you've kind of had some time to sit and collect yourself, you are able to realize that they are wearing the same robes that the, at least part human woman who gave you the being was wearing. Um, They are white robes with golden thread which is not easy to get out in the colonies. Mm -hmm. And the chest of these robes has a pattern of seven suns in a circle on them. But they are paying very close attention to your table. All
1: right, well, I think your free ride might have just ended, my little buddy as Vex is gonna pick him up and start walking over towards the the roped figures.
0: You do start to do that. Uh, One of his little hands does manage to grab one of the tentacles from the plate. Yeah. (laughs) And then one of his other food-covered hands touches you on the forehead. And your vision goes white. And then you have a sense of danger about these four individuals in particular. (sighs)
1: Oh, all right. Great, great, great. All right, you got me into something, haven't you, little one? Um, As Vexel stop uh, heading towards them and immediately cut a hard right angle uh, out of the restaurant.
0: He is munching away on his tentacle, but he's also keeping an eye over (laughs) your shoulder. (laughs) So it's kind of... when you first look at him, it's kind of like when you see a dog st- sticking his head out the window and the tongue's flapping, but it's not a tongue; it's this tentacle.
1: Love that, yeah.
0: <laughs> and some people are just kind of getting out of your way because you seem to be in a hurry. But you definitely do hear very quick footsteps following behind you. Okay, okay.
1: Um, I do also have the sneak skill.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: As a vagabond.
0: Let's see. There's about four people following you Uh, so yeah, roll that for me please seven seven seven's not quite going to cut it Um, so you try to sneak away from these roped figures and you turn a corner probably getting closer to one of this ship's many gift shops (laughs) when one of the robed figures cuts you off and he says we will be retrieving the key now I'm
1: I'm sorry Uh, this key was actually gifted to me uh, by someone else Uh, uh, sorry you can't take it not for sale Um, as he'll try to like double back
0: you try to double back and you immediately see of the remaining three and one of them says Brother Lethwin was not asking
1: Alright I, I don't know what you're about, who you are or what you're trying to do uh, but I am not a fella who gets messed with as Vexel uses free hand to kind of skirt uh, he's had like this kind of like half cape around his waist <laughs> In a very sci-fi manner, and he pushes uh-huh. away the half cape to reveal that he has like a holstered weapon.
0: I think Brother Lethwin says, You may strike us down, but there are many of us. And the Order of the Seventh Son does not give up easily. Oh, there
1: might be many of you, but looks like I only gotta get through a couple of you today. Um, and he'll draw the weapon just to see if that's enough to scare him off along with like people watching Vex draw a weapon is enough to draw enough attention to get them to back off.
0: Yeah, I think one of them is definitely like, oh, I don't know about this, (laughs) but before the others can react, there has been this kid watching you from one of the other restaurants. (laughs) And he is there with a bunch of his buddies. I don't know at this moment if any of their parents made it onto this ship but he just yells food fight <laughs> and then throws something with the consistency of mashed potatoes at one of these order gentlemen yeah. and chaos.
1: <laughs> and then uh, Vex will use that distraction in the chaos to try to slip away once again.
0: I'm gonna have you roll sneak again, but I'm gonna tell you this, it's gonna be a lot easier <laughs> this time.
1: And I rolled better, that's a nine.
0: That'll do it. Uh, You managed to slip away into the crowd and flying food (laughs) and make your distance between yourself and at least four of these order members. Brother Lethwin did say that there were a lot of them on this ship. They didn't say how many. Mm -hmm. So that's something for you to think about. Yep.
1: And we're also in an enclosed space. So there's not much getting away for Frex right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're a little limited in your options. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Oh God, I don't know. What to, maybe I can, I can try to talk to the captain. I can slip away into one of these stores. I don't... What What? is your deal? As he's looking down at the little one. And I think he attempts to, like, take one of their five hands and place it to Vex's forehead to try to get another communication going.
0: I think... I think they just kind of willingly let this happen (laughs) and there's that vision going white moment again. Mm -hmm. This time it's a little hard to breathe Mm -hmm. as you see these flashing images of this being being held by this Order. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years they have had many many Order Mothers. People who have been assigned to take care of them. They have been waiting For the Order to find what they have determined to be the realm of the Seventh Sun. Hmm. This sector, the seventh sector with a sun that humanity has discovered. The Order is waiting to be able to offer the key to the Guardian of the Gaping Maw. uh,
1: That doesn't sound fun.
0: They shake their head very solemnly. (laughs)
1: I just, uh, I'm not 100% what to do right now. I can, um, I'm gonna keep you from these, these guys, the little one, but, um, I don't, we're, we're trapped here on this ship. I don't, I don't want to cause too much of a ruckus. They, they let us on so kindly and saved us from Shylin. Uh,
0: this little being hugs you around the neck.
1: All, all right, let's, we're still strangers here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that got me that got me good <laughs> I think you're kind of wandering around not sure what to do mm-hmm. when one of the Starview Oasis's androids approaches you <laughs> and says good evening sir would you like to be directed to your cabin uh, yeah yeah that'd be great we could, we could hide out there wonderful this way please And this android leads you to a cabin. Hey everybody, short and sweet. I have Dennis from the Control Group podcast on the episode with me today. The Control Group is another one of the wonderful podcasts on our network. I'm going to drop in their ad here. And also in the description box, I will drop their itch link so that you can check out other things that they've worked on, wonderful games and such uh and other than that enjoy the rest of the episode sorry i had to take that month off bye
1: word of D D? want to try something else why not check out control group we test systems so you don't have to using our patented mini campaigns along with one shots we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA plus spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic roleplaying, or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion de los Passionis, oh, Saw, Fire, and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and
0: Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! Um, you're seeing this happen throughout the ship, I think because of the sudden mass of people that they took on this ship, as well as the people who were already on this cruise when it was sucked through a wormhole.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, people are having to double and triple up in these cabins, okay, which, fair, fair, fair. while being large and luxurious for a cruise, it's still a cruise cabin. It's not huge. Yeah. Um, so you are crammed in there with what looks to be two... Families and a the best human term for this thing is a dog about the size of a greyhound, but she is covered in scales and her tail has spines on it.
1: It's a it's, a, it's a big pup right there. Don't don't touch him. All right, little one, might hurt you.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh the other families just kind of nod at you they're pretty tired yeah. um they're as crammed into the two beds as they possibly can be there's not a bed left for you and the little one yep, yep. but at least it's a safe warm place to be yeah i think he'll like
1: sit against what like the nearest to a, like a cabin or, or dresser or anything and just kind of prop himself up there in a upright sitting position and put the little one in his lap as he still just contemplating uh what the next move should be
0: uh. i think one of the kids from one of these families does just kind of sleepily offer you a pillow <laughs> they've at least got the bed you can have a pillow.
1: Thank you, thank you. As uh, He'll take the pillow and then he'll set it up as a little bed for the little one.
0: Aww. You get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Night and day is not really the same mm-hmm. out in space where we don't have the sun to really indicate the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that he would like to do with his evening, loosely called other than sleep?
1: I think he he takes a minute to go into the the washroom and washes some of the the dirt off his face and soot uh, from earlier as he he does the classic you know just rubbing your face and then looking in the mirror to contemplate what have I done what am I going through right now.
0: As you are looking at yourself in the mirror, some of the wounds that you have accumulated from the day mm-hmm. you realize now are gone. Mm-hmm. You also look to be several years younger than you did moments <laughs> before meeting this tiny being.
1: Well, look at that as he's admiring himself in the mirror.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not bad, Vex,
1: not bad. Uh, and then it kind of hits him like, oh, that's not natural. Um. <laughs> <laughs> As he'll, he'll turn around and look at the cracked door, which is cracked just enough to still look at the little one uh, who's sleeping in his little pillow bed.
0: Sleeping in his little pillow bed, chewing on the corner.
1: Yeah. Huh. All right. We well, got to figure this out.
0: And you get some sleep. Yeah. In the quote unquote morning, mm-hmm. you hear. Good morning, passengers. This is your captain speaking. As you are aware, we are in deep space with no currently colonized planet around us. We are currently considering our options, which are divided amongst four planets. If you would like to partake in this discussion, as I currently feel is your right, please come to the 4C pool. Again, if you would like to take part in the discussion about the different planets we might arrive at, please come to the 4C pool. In the meantime, please welcome yourself to breakfast, and I hope you had a pleasant sleep. And then the announcement ends.
1: Uh, Vex will go and wake up the little one. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, they're big old eyes are already just kind of looking around at everything <laughs> I don't know if you've really determined the pattern to how the eye swirlies react to things mm-hmm. but the more that you watch their eyes it is clear that they don't really have pupils in the traditional sense so it it's really hard to determine how biologically these eye holes work gotcha <laughs>
1: Um, alright, so captain's gonna listen to us on which planet we should head to, and although I don't really care where we head next, I could see these roped freaks trying to convince the captain to get it closer to that maw you're so scared about, so might as well go to that meeting, you know, try to make sure they ain't there, they ain't trying to ruin the course of things.
0: They pick up the blanket that they were wrapped in and fling it over themselves and then just kind of make these hands like, I'm in disguise. Yep,
1: that's gonna, they'll never figure out what you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, come on. As Vex will just walk out without him? Because he's been carrying him for so long that he's like, yeah, no. walk yourself for a little bit.
0: Yeah, he just waddles after you, looking around with his little makeshift blanket cloak on.
1: Just just keep up, all right?
0: That is hard on his little legs, but he does do the best he can.
1: <laughs> As Vex will continue along, quite often looking behind him to make sure he's still behind him.
0: Um, do you stop for breakfast, or do you go straight to this pool? probably
1: goes straight to the pool for the meeting.
0: Okay, um, I don't have to tell you that this is a lavish pool. The yeah. 4C pool is designed to look like a otherworldly grotto. <laughs> no expenses spared, but at the top of one of the stone decoration structures is a, I named this kind of creature earlier, hold on, is a Gorvarian. She is big, even for someone of her kind. Uh, She is covered in dark red fur. (laughs) Gorvarians are known for the spines that are usually hidden by their fur, but can pop up during battle. (laughs) Right now, they're kind of... Wiggling is not the right word, (laughs) but it's the best word I can come up with, in agitation. In fact, let's see here. I don't know if this is how this skill is supposed to be used, but why don't you roll connect to see if you can't kind of glean any more of how she's feeling right now. Perfect.
1: I do my final vagabond skill is notice.
0: Notice will work. Okay. Let's do notice.
1: Oh, that was awful. Five.
0: <laughs> you know, it's actually good enough. Okay. You've worked with some People like her before, so you kind of recognize by the way the fur is furrowing and falling that not only is she agitated, she is worried. This was not the way this trip was supposed to go.
1: Oh, yeah, really? (laughs) Yeah, interesting.
0: (laughs) Uh, Once there is a decent amount of people gathered, um, again, many of them looking quite annoyed, she looks basically at a wall behind everyone so that she doesn't have to look directly at you and she says our systems are not primed for finding planets to settle on so of the options we have we don't have very much information about them i do however feel that it is necessary to tell you what we do know One of the planets, I think I will just call Planet One, is covered in a layer of ice. However, our readings have found that there is a center of warmth to this planet. So it is possible that we might be able to find a way through the ice to get to that warmth. Another planet seems to be primarily covered in water with few landforms upon its surface. The third planet is honestly quite similar to the planet that you refugees recently came from. However, considering the state of your last planet, I can understand your hesitation. And the fourth planet is surrounded by some sort of some sort of sphere that our readings can't get through, so we don't quite know what is on it. However, we will have to make a choice, because until we can find a source of hydrogen to refuel on, the Starview Oasis is running dangerously low on power.
1: As Vexel pontificate down to the little one. Alright, none of those sound like a ghastly maw, so we might be safe there. Um...
0: They're nodding at you, <laughs> taking this conversation very seriously in their little blanket cape.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, Planet 2 sounds the best, what with the water and the little bit of landforms. But it could be a nice little, much-needed getaway vacation.
0: They whip their little cape off and turn it into a skirt and kind of do an approximation <laughs> of a hula dance, but, like, not a legit hula dance. Yeah. One from really old commercials that they just somehow found in your brainscape.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little traumatized by the Shylin, so so uh, might not want to run with Planet 3. Planet 4 is just interesting. Uh, I don't know. Do you... Do you, do you know where you're from, little one?
0: They place a hand on your forehead again. Mm-hmm. It's not as hard to breathe this time, but you're starting to realize that this flash of white blankness is always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you see their people. You see them at varying ages, but you are also starting to understand that these people stay in their infancy for what humans would consider generations. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's hard to pinpoint how old this being is. Mm -hmm. Um, But as they grow, they become strong, Mm -hmm. each of their arms I mean, they they can use their arms for pretty much anything, just like we could, but they have a habit of Specializing in certain skills and then having those specializations kind of split between the arms so that they can have muscle memory I'm while sick. they work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even the adult ones, it's hard to pin age on them. And then time seems to fast forward, and whether they were hunted or exposed to disease or what have you, these numbers dwindled. Mm-hmm. And then he, t- they take their hand away from your forehead. Alright.
1: I mean, evolutionary speaking, you being babies for a long time, this is a wonder uh, you didn't thin out earlier. But... They right. shrug. <laughs> Which shoulders? All five. All five. Oh, God. All right, well, I'm going to try to keep it going so you can go and repopulate or whatever. Um,
0: they kind of knock their head to the side like, mm-hmm. what does that mean?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Uh, People mm-hmm. all
0: around you are kind of having the same conversation you are. Mm-hmm. You do see some members of the Order of the Seventh Mm Son. They have not seemed to notice you yet. The crowd's pretty thick. None of them appear to be the same ones that accosted you yesterday. Mm. But how much that actually helps you in this moment, it's hard to say. After a moment of discussion, Mm -hmm. uh, the captain kind of opens the floor... To let people speak. Some of them are in favor of that third planet. Mm -hmm. Yes, your last one just exploded, (laughs) but at the same time, you know stuff grows there. True, true. Not a lot of people are leaning towards the ice planet. Yeah. And some of the more industrious of your number are actually really excited about that fourth planet, because what kind of scientific discoveries might you be able to make?
1: Yeah.
0: However... The majority of people here, those very annoyed people that you have been seeing about, yeah. are expressing a desire to go back to the port from which they had flown from originally, oh. which was not really presented as one of the options.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. You're uh, pulled through a wormhole, people, and you're not going to
0: not gonna make it back
1: there that easy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: Do you want to interject in this conversation, or are you in your heels for a bit?
1: I do want to wait just in case the, the, the robed figures speak out specifically about a location. Um, but Vex is, like, murmuring around to some of the obvious, like, cruise participants. Um, just be like, I mean, if you're looking to finish your vacation, wouldn't that, the water planet seem fun? <laughs> that seems like a tropical getaway.
0: Um, let's see. <laughs> I think this I think this is definitely a connect, right? I should really yeah. go read these better. Um no, talk. It's a talk. Okay. Oh man. You're making good points for rich people to take in <laughs> consideration though. Yeah.
1: I got a 5.
0: Okay. You win some of them over with this line of thinking. Not all of them are convinced, but it made a difference. Yeah. Um, I think between you convincing some of the passengers Mm -hmm. and just general talk, the decision seems to have become, let's go to that water-based planet.
1: Right,
0: right. Thankfully, the Starview Oasis is a um, amphibious vessel. Yeah. So even if you don't find land right away, you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to take several weeks for you to reach this destination.
1: God.
0: (laughs) But at least it's a destination.
1: Yeah.
0: With this decision made, would you continue to try to hide out in the cabin? (laughs) Is that too long for you to hide out in the cabin? Are you going to explore the ship? Yeah, I think
1: there's a point in which Vex thinks they can hide out in the cabin long enough, but then I assume things happen where he grows closer to the families he's stowed away with, um, and then realizes, you know, should they find him here, they're gonna mess with these families. Um, So I think, like... After a couple of days of just staying in the cabin, uh, Vex is going to try to look around. It's a big ship, so.
0: It is a very big ship. Um, Would you like me to tell you more (laughs) about the amenities on this ship? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let me find my ship stuff. Uh, So, from looking at the map, you can tell that there are 17 pools. Uh, As mentioned before, six buffet areas, eight fine dining areas, four dance clubs, three spas and other recreational areas. So you could, like, play intergalactic skee-ball, I guess. (laughs) Um, There's a lot going on on this ship. There was previously entertainment programming scheduled, but (laughs) Captain Moga, I think, understandably, has shifted her resources uh, to other things. Um, One of the concerns, I think you've overheard a living crew member discussed with one of the androids is that the food that was brought for this journey was definitely not enough to sustain this many people for any extended period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, they might need some help with that. I'm a pretty good farmer. Don't know how much land's here to <laughs> work with. If they're using a replicator for food, or what we can do in that regard.
0: I think the best stat on this sheet for that would be survive, if you want to try to make a difference in that regard.
1: Yeah. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's good. Um, Eight.
0: Eight. Um, the upper decks do have gardens. They are currently being used for more aesthetic plants. Mm. So whether or not they actually have the supplies to actually change it to be a food producing resource is hard to say. You might have to ask around about that. In any case, if you do manage to start farming up there, it's not going to produce yeah, food before you reach that planet. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: I just tell the the android, like, if you can get word to your captain that, like, maybe we should shut down the buffets, at least. It just feels like a lot of food waste in both the buffets being open at this current time. That might, that might help us out.
0: Your feedback is appreciated, sir. I will alert the captain. Would you like to rate your service
1: upon the Starview Oasis? Yeah, sure, I got a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love him. He's great. Um yeah, you you take this survey, you live out your days kind of wandering about. Um, I think you've had a couple more run-ins with this order. Mm -hmm. One of which then leads you to discover Mm -hmm. that they're not the only ones after this being. Oh, God. Uh, So there are some people on this ship from Halcyon Enterprises. Mm -hmm. They're very easily recognizable by their uniforms, and some of them were on the colony planet that you were on. Halcyon inter- or enterprises, excuse me, has their thumbs in a lot of pies. So it's really hard to figure out what they do and what they do not do. But in one of these situations where you're trying to get away from the order of the seventh Sun, you see one of these halcyon people see you in this being that you have to carry right now because you're running. Yep,
1: yep, not fast enough.
0: (laughs) And she breaks out in a sprint towards you.
1: Oh, man. (sighs) As they're uh, running away, uh, Vex is just yelling at the little one, is there anyone on this ship that isn't after you? You gotta let me know if there's more people.
0: (laughs) They shrug all their little shoulders. (laughs) Uh, let's do another survive to get away from these people. All right.
1: Another eight.
0: Yeah, you manage it. Um, and the way that you manage it is somewhat surprising. Um, you get down an air duct Ooh. that plops you into a cargo hold. Okay. Now this is a luxury cruise ship it's gonna have places for cargo to make sure that it is well equipped to take care of the people that are on the ship Mm -hmm. but none of these crates are labeled Hmm. and at first glance you're not finding a door back out Cool, cool cool.
1: (laughs) vex will put the little one on top of a crate uh, just to keep him somewhere uh, as I look around to see if there's any kind of crowbar or tool to, to pry open one of these these boxes to see if you can take a peek inside.
0: Yeah, I think after enough digging around, you manage to find a crowbar, mm-hmm. and you prop this baby open. Mm-hmm. And inside, you see vast quantities, even in this one crate, of fui. Now. So someone who hasn't been doing as many odd jobs as you, they might not immediately know what fui is. But you know that this is a highly dangerous drug to most known life forms. It can allow the user to go days, even weeks, without adequate f- food. But if it is misused, it will cause the user to become addicted. At that point, the user might rely on the drug to the point of starvation. I think that's as much as you know about Fui right now.
1: Uh, he'll close the crate and look back at the little one. There is a lot going on on this ship. I just feel like normally I hop from job to job. I have a lot going on in my life. But this this past couple of weeks has been a whirlwind of stuff at my way, you know. Maybe we can use this. He taps the crate.
0: The being nods enthusiastically. <laughs> although I don't know that they understand what is in the crate. Yeah. And then they spin in circles to represent the whirlwind that your life has become.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, i uh, will try to find a way out since he hasn't seen a door.
0: Uh, it takes even longer than it took to find you the crowbar. Mm-hmm. There is essentially a panel that, when pressed, slides into the wall to let you out. And then when you're on the other side, it closes again, and you just, you can't see it. Hmm. So you have found a room of a highly dangerous and a highly illegal drug.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't trust a lot of people here on Starview Oasis. Uh, dangerous, but if we're gonna go starving anyway, there's no reason we couldn't, you know, add a quickly portion off we for everyone. Just to keep us going until we made it to the water planet.
0: This tiny being is now distracted and doing cartwheels down the hallway.
1: Alright, those probably look really cool with your five arms. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I could... Try to get to the captain again. I feel like that might be the best bet. I know they're under a big deal of stress.
0: They stop cartwheeling and just kind of walk back to you. Like, okay, that sounds like a plan.
1: We'll <laughs> pick them up and throw them on her shoulder.
0: I think he is about found his way back to one of the main areas when he does see this captain who honestly I think he's only seen that one time when everyone was making the decision about where to go. Yeah. Um, I think it's been a couple weeks since then. Mm-hmm. At this point some areas of her fur are really matted. She's stressed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> bet. Poor thing. Uh, Vex will run up to her and he doesn't know what pleasantries to do So, like, you would see, like, he's waving He's done, he's doing, like, kind of a half bow He's just, like, trying to show respect to her As a captain, <laughs> but doesn't know Like, <laughs> what to do, really Um, uh, uh, Captain Captain Moga
0: Yes, um, I'm sorry I, are you one of the refugees? Uh, yes,
1: yes, I am uh, I was on, I was on Shilin at the time Working a job Um
0: uh, I'm terribly sorry for your planet
1: it's um no skin off my back actually but uh I, you probably uh, probably are unaware of this uh but there's a there's a room here on your ship uh that, that's packed to the gills with fui
0: her four eyes go huge <laughs> <laughs> and she says pardon me
1: Yeah, um, for reasons that we'll keep between myself and this little one here for the time being, I ended up in an air duct, led me to what seems to be a well-hidden room on this Starcraft. And I I found some crates that are just filled to the brim with flea.
0: She starts massaging the sides of her head like she has a very sudden migraine. (laughs)
1: And I know, and I know it's a lot, but um, I don't know if you know about the properties of Fwee. I know I know, food is running low here on the ship, and I mean, if we were able to portion off a tiny bit of Fwee off to everyone, it would, it would stave hunger until we were able to make it to the next planet.
0: I do agree with you. I'm also incredibly vexed that someone smuggled this material onto my ship. This is a hell of a journey to be a captain on for the first time. All right. <laughs> Will you show me where this is?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. You just follow me. Vexel head back uh, the way he came uh, to try to find the secret room again.
0: I think you find it. It's yeah. fine. Um, and you now have this resource to share <laughs> on the ship. And that is the end of this episode. I did accidentally create the story to be much longer than an hour. So I have schemes on how to continue this particular story. But you, you can just wait and see how that turns out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and stay safe and cozy. It's been cold out there. Bye-bye.
1: for my dog to quit barking
0: I totally get it my in-laws have a corgi and it happens all the time he has a corgi mix it's funny ah. yeah there was one time when my mother-in-law was trying to say something along the lines of oh score but Zobby assumed that she said squirrel and <laughs> lost her mind Oh, you're really going at it aren't you boss <laughs> what kind of dog is he
1: He's a Australian Shepherd Corgi mix. Oh and then something my else, god, and A little. Yeah.
0: Be gay. Roll dice.
1: An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.